I'm going to debut a brand new segment here on Super Cool Radio. I told you about it, but I didn't tell you what we're doing. No, no, I'm a little bit nervous. You should be. This is either going to be fun or a disaster. <laughs> so here is the game. It is now time to guess the headliner. That is right. The rules oh, are very boy. simple. I will list a few bands who played a show together or had our tour together, and you have to guess the headliner. Oh, this is good. You know, it, it reminds me of playing The Price is Right. And, and you know, growing up and, and you call in sick for elementary school and you got to stay home and eat soup and watch The Price is Right. Yeah. Amazing experience. But being Canadian always made it tough. It's like, oh, we've got this brand new box of Tide. How much is it? And you're mm -hmm. like, oh, $12. And then they unveil it's like $4.99. And you're like, what the hell? Where are these people shopping? <laughs> in the U.S. market. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Dude, you nailed it. I would do that too when I was growing up. You know, Best thing yeah. ever. <laughs> I'm sick. Uh, chicken noodle soup. Price is right. Bob Barker for me. Bob Barker was my man. He was my babysitter when I was homesick. That's for sure. Dude, yes. He's true talent, true legend, can never be duplicated. And it's kind of funny. Like People don't watch... Like they don't look back at history of like the the uh, the same tactics he used. Like you don't see that anymore. Like the building suspense. Like oh hey, what would you do with that car? What would you do with that money? And then unveil it. True art form that is lost. Well, and there was a little bit, and I know this digresses because you want to get into that other segment. But there was a little bit with okay. Bob Barker where you're like, this dude doesn't seem like he should be hosting a game show. This guy seems like you know he should be running a fortune 500 company or at least selling me really expensive insurance I don't need. So what is his deal? Why is he doing this? Is it because he wants to make sure that he gets his message of like spay and neuter your pets out there? Like, is that really what this end game is? So he was always a bit of a mystery to me with Drew Carey. It's like, well, nobody else will employ you. I get why you're doing this. Um, <laughs> yeah. There goes Drew Carey as an option for a, for a guest on my show, I guess. Oh man. <laughs> Oh, I hope no one sees, sees uh, everything we've said on that, man. All right. So with, with that great uh, statement out of the way, all right, it's now time to guess the headliner. Two of these shows I've actually been to, Ooh. just to let you know. So uh, this is not like one-off specialty shows where they just, you know, like Christmas shows or something stupid where they, you know, Christmas is not stupid. Uh, <laughs> oh, geez. So, I, Drew Carey sucks. You're attacking Christmas. This is a whole other level. Yeah, we're getting canceled for sure. <laughs> um, so it's not specialty shows, you know, like that kind of stuff, or festival shows where like, oh, so-and-so opened for Iron Maiden, but they played at 2 o'clock, you know, or what, you know, stuff like that. None of that. These were actual shows or tours. Okay. All right. The first one, uh, for context, this was uh, in Chicago. I believe it was either 2016 or 17. I don't exactly remember when I went. But this is a show I went to. So, out of the three options, pick the headliner. Okay. We got Falling in Reverse, Papa Roach, or A Day to Remember. <sighs> okay. Falling in Reverse should never headline anything. <laughs> so I'm hoping that they were an opener. 
Papa Roach obviously is the most commercially successful out of all three of those bands, but a day to remember really had their moment in the spotlight, especially around that time. But would Papa Roach open for them? I think we're going to stick with Papa Roach. Papa Roach is the headliner here. I did like your logic. It was a day to remember. <sighs> you're very close. Now, you're mm -hmm. funny. You said falling in reverse and never open. <laughs> Ice Nine Kills opened for falling in reverse when I saw him in 2019. That's a travesty. That should never happen. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So for Cotton, now this, this next one. So you're 0 for 1 right now. Okay. Over. But... This next one, 50-50 chance. I did not, I couldn't find any more information on this. So the context, this is 1997. Oof, that's before you were born. No, that was the year I was born. Come oh, on. Oh, okay, okay. Come on. <laughs> all right, like 1997, we got a baby Matthew. I, all right, I'm on. Yeah, well, depending on when this was, I was born in December. <laughs> so barely 1997, I said, you know what? I don't want to see 1998. I'm just going to show up. Anyway. <laughs> Uh, U2, Rage Against the Machine. Oh, God. Those two were on the same bill together? <laughs> yes, in 1997, uh, which I find... In I'll explain why I find it interesting after I let you answer. So, it's funny, like, growing up in the 90s, um, uh, 12 years before you were born, um, when I was born, uh, <laughs> um, Rage Against the Machine was certainly popular in their niche, but I really don't think Rage got popular with the masses until the 2000s. Like, Gorilla Radio hit, and people were all of a sudden like, oh my god, look at this band. Whereas U2 always had their following, um, and I think continued to be popular enough until they forced that album onto your into your iTunes uh, in, in the 2000s that people were like, who the hell are these guys? Why? So I, I'd say probably at the time you two was the headliner. You are correct. Oh, uh, oh that, that hurts. That. Oh. <laughs> I mean, if it was you two opening up for falling in reverse, then <laughs> that would be a yeah, little bit better. Like Ronnie Radke, it's like he, uh, he's, a, he's a sketchy and questionable individual. <laughs> <laughs> which we won't get into. <laughs> but yeah, you, you are right, because I forgot when, because um, that was, I think 1999 was um, Battle Los Angeles, I want to say, which that's yeah early 2000s. I don't remember exactly. I, I believe was, it came out as I was moving from junior high to, to high school. And, and that's when, the, <laughs> and I was, you know, in diapers. But anyway. <laughs> Still are. Little, it's amazing. To make you feel a little older. Um but yeah, if it was like 1999 or 2000, I think Rage probably would have like would have been the more logical answer. But 1997, where they were building momentum, I think they started in the early 90s. I want to say, yeah, Not huge late 80s. Yeah. Oh, or, or, sorry, Rage. We're talking about Rage. Yeah, I, I think there was a little bit of the 80s, but yeah, 90s was their decade, which is weird because a lot of those 90s bands weren't as popular then as they either are now or were later in their careers. Nirvana was really the only one, <clears throat> Nirvana and Pearl Jam maybe, were the only ones at their time that really seemed to hit critical mass during their time. And Smashing Pumpkins, like 1995, Smashing Pumpkins. Yeah, I would say a big turnaround for them was, was Melancholy and the Infinite Sadness. Yeah. Like and that then they once. messed that up a few years later. So. <laughs> yeah, what came after that? Ava Adore? 
or whatever yeah, that Gloria, album was. Which, yeah. mm, not great, not great. Oh crap, Smashing Pumpkins after me. Right? I, I love the pumpkins. I grew up on the pumpkins. I still listen to the pumpkins. But oddly enough, the other day, I was like, I haven't listened to the pumpkins in a while. I was watching a movie in 1979 was in it. I was like, I haven't listened to them in a long time. So I just went onto YouTube Music and put on a Smashing Pumpkins playlist. And I happened to be at the gym. So this was probably my first mistake. But I was like, nope, not fast enough. Skip. Yeah. No, don't like this song. Skip. No, not that one. Skip. And then you get to something like Zero or Bullet with Butterfly yeah. Wings. You're like, oh, I dig these songs. And then you go into something else and you're like, oh, okay. Yeah. So they're one of those bands where it's like, Melancholy and the Infinite Sadness is probably the most complete album cover to cover, especially from uh, Smashing Pumpkins. But everything beyond that is like, well, just give me the hits. I'm good with that. Honestly, I think I like Gish and Siamese Dream. Like, oh, they, for sure. They have hits on there, but I think um, even the kind of the deeper cuts off there are still good. But I do, I do see what you're saying with that stuff. Because some of the stuff gets a little weird. No, yeah. no, no, no yes. dig on, on SP, but <laughs> some of the Billy Corgan's a strange guy. Yeah, he is. He's also, he's ironically from Chicago, too. So, yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, but he's kind of really odd and then he owns wrestling companies and he may, he may have been a predatory lender in impact wrestling oh we're not gonna get into that <laughs> and moving on so number three there is four options i went oh. through before this is a show i went to context last year okay so it is living color everclear weedus and hoobastank Jesus Christ. They were all on the same bill? That was the complete show, yes. Holy God. What a mess that is. <laughs> really? Oh, well, I don't want to shit talk anybody. For those who don't we know already, Vetus, What are you talking We've been doing this for an hour. <laughs> I know, that's true. Um, it just seems so weird because it's like, okay, Everclears are in their place in the world. I did see Everclear. Um, and... They were the headliners, but I think Yellow Card opened up for them. And oh, don't get me started on Yellow Card. Um, but Everclears are in their place. Living Color, there's even no, not even an argument there. They are iconic. They made so many strides <clears throat> for music in general, but specifically heavy music. Um, so no contest there. <clears throat> What's going to throw me for a loop is Hoobastank and Weedus. Both bands, I would argue, are one-hit wonders. I oh. did get into Hoobastank, obviously, when Crawling in the Dark came out. Yeah. Everybody was listening to that. I was like, oh, this is the next form of heavy music. This is our next incubus. Spoiler alert, they were not. Um, I didn't but, honestly, I didn't know both those bands were even still around in 2021. No. no. I just didn't know. And what was Weedus? Is that teenage dirtbag it is which people credit that to weezer and that is not right no it might have been the similarity in band names you got weedus and weezer um i guess to the untrained ear is very similar um yeah take that drink of water think about this this is this one's a this one's a thinker okay i'm gonna discredit i'm gonna put hoobastank and weedus they've got to be openers that's like please no Dear God, don't be the headliners. Between Everclear and Living Color, I would say Everclear is more widely known, more widely accepted between, you know, rocker guys and, and you know, soccer moms. Um, I think Everclear is the headliner here. 
You all right? <sighs> you all right? You are two for three now. I'm getting back. So now I'm going to turn up the heat. Okay. Which is I, ironic because my furnace is running. I don't know if that's coming through, but good old Canada. I, I'm surprised I'm not hearing this. Maybe because I talk loud. <laughs> Maybe because we're podcasters. We just ignore everything that's not the person we're talking to. This is very true. All right. This is 1982. Hmm. Uh, so Before either of us were born. So that's good. Yeah. Yeah. See, we're, we're both uh, <laughs> even on that. All right. 38 special, Iron Maiden, and Rainbow. Oh. I don't know how familiar you are with any of those, but. So Iron Maiden, again, iconic metal band has done so much for heavy music. I will argue we're not as big in 1982 as they even are today. Um, oddly enough, they're one of those bands that have gotten more popular over the years than, than they started out as. 38 special, nothing burger then, nothing burger now. Um, Rainbow, I mean, you got Ronnie James Dio here, man. Like that is like creme de la creme for for metal guys, for iconic voices of many generations. Uh, it's got to be Rainbow, man. They open this, or they they headline this bad boy. Well, uh, actually, it was thirty eight special. Jesus, and oh. Rainbow, it was Rainbow Iron Maiden thirty eight special. Oh man. Yeah. Okay. Well. All right. Now you're fifty. You're fifty-fifty right now. Okay. This, this one is like this, for all the dockets oh, here. I'll just, I'll just tell you. I won't. Context. This was in the late '90s. I did not get an exact date, but late '90s. Okay. We got Bad Religion. All right. The Lemonheads. Oh, okay. Tony Bennett. <laughs> I'm not. This is for real. This is what happened. Like, oh, what was it? The Sesame Street was, you know, which one of these things doesn't belong? That's probably the worst rendition of that. But um, none of those things belong at all. Tony Bennett. I mean, Tony Bennett's got to be the headliner for anything. This dude is just like selling out shows even nowadays. Um, and Lemonheads, I think Mrs. Robinson was like the one song that we got from them. Was that them? I don't uh, they did the cover of it, and that's what made oh, them yeah, famous. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't think they've ever done anything else before or past that point. <laughs> uh, and then Bad Religion. I mean, I would certainly go with Bad Religion because Bad Religion is like I grew up on Bad Religion. I still listen to Bad Religion. Bad Religion is like the rainbow of punk rock. Um, but yeah, Tony Bennett's got to be the headliner here. Whatever bizarre world this is. <laughs> well. Uh, no, Bad Religion headlined. Okay. Tony Bennett, right. Lemonhead's Bad Religion. I'm not upset about Bad Religion headlining. I'm just upset about whoever put this show together. Like, how, how do you get Tony Bennett fans in the same room as Bad Religion? Like, Lemonhead fans and Bad Religion fans, okay. I'm seeing a little bit of correlation here, but Tony Bennett fans are going to be like, whoa, what is this loud music? We can't handle this noise. Oops. The, uh, Tony uh, Bennett's kid, his son, was the uh, was the person who put that show together. He wanted to get Tony Bennett into the spotlight as newer bands in the uh, in the '90s to help his image. So opening for a punk band completely makes that possible. And 
Right. <laughs> yeah, man, that is just throwing darts at a at a you know, very large dartboard that has everything from Tony Bennett to mayhem on it. Like that, that would be a lineup. Tony, Tony Bennett, Bennett mayhem. and mayhem. Yeah. I, I feel like some churches will burn and people will die, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> that is justified. I can I can definitely say that. But uh, so two for two for five, <sighs> not great. No. But, uh, not bad, so that's done. <laughs>